After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials today, good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. Steve's acting like, ooh, I'm Steve Martin, when really he's not so, it's like, okay, we get it. You're like, I mean, okay, banjo player. My name is Andrew (laughs) Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hey, Vives. Hi, Andrew. You picked that tape today, and it I, still got you. It still got me. It's a, it's a funny uh, it's a funny ad. We'll talk about it in a second. Now, the deal with that is it's not quite an ad, right? It's a teaser ad. Yes. We are officially are you feeling teased? in Super Bowl commercial season. We are. A season that I have complicated feelings towards. I know you do, but it means that it's uh, also time for the Bowlies on this show. Exactly. So we and started this doing our, this. This is our run-up to the Bowlies show. Started doing this like what this is our third year of, of organizing the Super Bowl commercials into bullies. We choose categories and we'll check in after the Super Bowl next week and let you know which commercials sort of fit those categories and which one won those categories. Yeah, next week will be the the Super Bowl meets the Oscars meets ATM. But mm-hmm. uh, this week we're just gonna sort of talk about what's getting teed up in the media, what's getting buzzy, what's being teased. Um, and and I'm going to try to keep us uh, on task here, just looking at teaser commercials where it's like a short little, um, you know, something to pique your interest or let you know that a particular celebrity is involved with this campaign. Now, the problem with so many of these ads, these teaser ads, is that these products just cannot keep their powder dry. Like, yes, they issue, they put out a teaser ad, but then they immediately also release the full ad. So it's like there are so many ads that... Um, purport to be you know debuting in the Super Bowl but that are actually totally findable now but we're going to try to limit our gaze constrain our gaze to these teaser these short little teaser ads yeah well it's it's in years past and I should say that I you did all the research for this week's show and so I'm actually looking forward to um, finally seeing some of these things because I haven't been following the, the ads that closely this year. Um, I feel like there's like a mixed bag of how certain brands do it. Some brands just release the commercials ahead of time and yep. they've been doing that for a while. But then I think they felt like that was sort of spoiling the big thing. So then they started creating these teaser ads. Sometimes they release ads that they tell you are going to be in the Super Bowl, but they end up only being like a teaser that we didn't know is a teaser. Yes. So there's so that's one in that's one sort of interesting thing about watching the actual game even there if will you've be gone surprises. yeah even if you've gone deep in this uh, ahead of time you're sometimes you realize oh they were sort of misdirecting on something or leaking something Keep, keeping something back exactly. for the for the big game but i understand their thinking right like audiences are so fractured now and some people really do only consume things through youtube or through social or through whatever and if if we if you aren't guaranteed, I mean, still the Super Bowl is still a really big watch for a lot of people, and it's still probably at this point it's probably for sure the most watched live event on actual live television. But they want to get everybody right, mm-hmm. and increasingly that means going on different platforms and doing it in different modalities, and mm. um, you know, uh, so I, I get it. But it is it is kind of frustrating to be like. Like I've uh, several of these, I thought the teaser was really great, and then in the researching, finding the teaser, I stumbled upon what appears to be the whole hmm. one minute or ninety second ad. Interesting. Okay, although that could still be a misdirection. 
All you right. never know. I mean, hope springs we'll, eternal. We'll see. Because um, I got to say, so, like some last year, I'm thinking of there was like, what was the, the uh, bromancy one between like Seth Rogen and, and Paul Rudd? And Paul Rudd. And it's yeah. outside of like, it's outside it's of, it was a Doritos ad. And like, w- it had such a, fe- it was a pretty long commercial, but it had such a feeling of being a, a setup for something that when we saw the actual commercial in the Super Bowl, and it was just like the same, same thing, not e- nary a new joke in it. And I was yeah. like, oh, Okay. okay. We already saw that. It was pretty good, but yeah. you know, we already saw it. So, um, also, we will um, check in with the ad council as we always do. A quick follow up to a uh, Burger King commercial in the United Kingdom that confused us a little bit last week. We got uh, an email from a listener in Britain who's going to um, straighten some things out. Also, Airbnb back at it again with the super creepy commercials. That do you remember that we talked about this a while back? They have like this yes. ominous feel to them. Yes, they must be doing it on purpose because we have a new one that a listener sent to us that is somewhat mind-boggling in its in its eeriness. I agree. I think they have a weird Airbnb is cultivating a weird vibe, and it's interesting because Verbo, who's probably their biggest straight-up competitor, um, I always forget that it's Verbo. I always call it VRBO. Well, for years I called it VRBO, and then they went. Then they did a very concerted cam- campaign to let you know it was Verbo. Oh, okay. So good job, Verbo. Yeah. First of all, and then right now Verbo's going hard on the like you never have to share. We only do whole vacation spots, and versus like you know Airbnb's all over the map, right? If you want, um, if you just need a, a place to crash and you want to you know rent somebody's room where you're like you know their mother-in-law apartment or even mm-hmm. like an extra bedroom in their house like airbnb has a like has a lot of diversity and i actually really appreciate that like sometimes either my budget or my schedule just means like what i want is a bed that i can fall asleep in at the end of the day i'm not there to like have an infinity pool and a view of the mountains but verbo is really trying to like stake out this position of like if you're looking for a true vacation home or like a vacation uh, rental you don't want to be sharing your space with the with the owners of that mm. with that house. Well, this Airbnb commercial we'll be playing later in the show is definitely aimed at vacationers, very very specifically, but also very eerily. So we'll talk about that first, though. Let's get into some of these teasers. All right, I guess we got to do it. I'm looking down at the show sheet here. Yeah, let's just start. Let's just get it out let's of the way. Let's rip the Band-Aid off. I've yes. been complaining about these M&M's commercials and the whole the whole concerted campaign to make everybody angry by desexualizing them and a then, year ago. And then and killing them off, but then obviously not really killing them off. So what do we know? They didn't kill them off. They said they like retired them or sent them to a workshop or something. I oh, don't sure. know. Maybe they sent them a prison to, camp. Maybe they sent them to like a, uh, like a yeah retraining camp somewhere. Um, so and- a little bit of background on this on those spokes candies as they call them. You know, c- caused controversy a year ago or something. More recently, in case you haven't been following this. Actually, we might have listeners who are new checking in because of the the Super Bowl. Mars Eminem released a statement like, I don't know, three or four weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, and just said, hey, we're going to we're going to be retiring the spokes candies and we're replacing them with Maya Rudolph. And they try to play like, oh, we broke the Internet. Yeah, boy, with our, you know, 
progressive, inclusive announcement. Like, yeah, no, you didn't. Yeah. And so as soon as I heard this, the internet was broken when you got there. And they did not mention in the original press release that they were doing this for the Super Bowl. I don't I don't think I could be wrong about that. Um, But I immediately said, oh, this is a Super Bowl stunt. They will bring them back for the Super Bowl or something along those lines. Anything that happens commercial wise, especially for a big brand like that from like January one on in the first part of the year is Super Bowl related. Exactly. And so, and you know, it's just like, hey, listen, if they were really getting rid of the candies and replacing them with Maya Rudolph, that's a win-win. I love Maya Rudolph. I hate those spokes candies, but I knew they were just cranky anchor in me. So um, I've only read like stories and press releases about this. We now have an actual, this is a, this is a teaser commercial, you think? I think so. It's pretty short. It's just Maya Rudolph uh, sitting in a kind of a, a, how would you describe this? Like I'm looking at it now. It's almost very like, feminized space. Lots yeah. of seashells and house plants and it's whatnot. So, yeah, and it's almost it's very floral and yeah. like you say, seashell decorated, almost as if like it's a little bit golden girlsy or like yeah. if you had a place by the beach, maybe. Yeah, it's got like a beachy and but like sort of sort of old ladyish vibe. She's mm-hmm. wearing a silk pink pajama. Uh, she's just facing the camera and she's telling us how she's the new spokesperson for M and M's. Hi again, America. Since we all love M&M's, and let's face it, me, it only makes sense that I am renaming America's favorite chocolate candies, Ma and Yaz. Ma and Yaz. It's a play on my name. <laughs> so, um, it's, of course, it looks like Maya. Um, she says hello again. I wonder if this is one I love of... M&Ms. Oh, here's I, another one. I was going to say, I wonder if it's, a, it's one of several teasers. Probably, yeah. I didn't, I didn't go super deep on this. Let's take a listen to this one. I love M&M's, and you and I love me. The dad approves it. That's why I'm happy to announce that soon America's favorite chocolate candies will have a picture of yours truly painted right on them. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, I love eating my own face. <laughs> she held up a little M&M oh, that has a, a, a kind of a stencil of her face on it. I actually like that one a little bit better. Again, I love I love Maya Rudolph. Yeah. These aren't bad. I just know that what's going to happen is like those stupid ass candies are going to come marching in tumbling they're gonna become barreling in kool-aid man style yeah um i would love it if the if they did come through the wall and just said oh yeah just like (laughs) totally like bite the kool-aid man's rhyme i don't care I'd give him credit. It was for the Kool Aid Man's tears that brought the um, the baby peanut back. Yeah, that's right. Maybe we'll see we'll see more of that. So, all right, is that where we're leaving? Then, of course, some shit's going to happen during the Super Bowl. Like, is that where we're leaving the Eminem story for now? I just thought, yeah, like let's. I know we wanted to talk. I know it was probably top of mind since we've been talking sort of ad nauseum about the Eminem thing, and um, you know, this is what they're doing with Maya Rudolph so far. It doesn't really. It's not like it doesn't tee up some big surprise the way some of these do, mm-hmm. but clearly it's it's not the full ad either. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then, great. I'm happy to move on if you want. And now I'm seeing that the next one you have in the list is the Avocados from Mexico commercial. It's interesting that you have it early in the list because I feel like for the past several years now, going back to, I remember seeing my first Super Bowl commercial that I noticed yeah. that had Avocados from Mexico was when we were living in L.A. We were new at do- they made a doing big splash. show. Yeah, like 2014, 2015 Yeah, maybe. probably Seven to ten years ago, mm-hmm. I would be my guess. Avocados from Mexico debuted, start you know, did a Super Bowl ad, and they were, it was the first time I think anyone even heard of this brand. Um, and they it, and it was it was very wild and and kind of like kooky. I, I forget. I've now they've done a lot of them, so I've now forgotten which one was first. But there was it's always like 
sort of in like a weird kooky space, mm-hmm. sometimes like a sci-fi scenario or a fantasy scenario. Like Scott Bayo was in it. I, I think, think they did one with Scott Bayo. Um, yeah, like they they find they they try to make it very outlandish and fa- and fantastic, um, and, and like very bright and and colorful and memorable. Um, and so this one they're teasing and there's and it really is. I mean, I haven't if there if the real one or if the full one is out there, I haven't seen it. Like I'm just gonna preface this by saying. Some of these I saw a longer version. I don't want to talk about those yet. Some mm. of them I haven't. They may be out there and I just haven't seen them. So let's just leave them mm-hmm. till next week. In this one, it's uh, you got a, a you know serious man voiceover talking about like in the beginning, and we're sort of like we see you know the the Big Bang and the this the formation of the Earth, like you know sort of like that stock image of like life begins, right? And then we're in a jungle and there's a pretty conventionally beautiful blonde white woman uh naked except her hair is covering her boobs um and they're talking and then they start talking about like the magical the magical fruit but not the magical fruit (laughs) you're thinking of since time began there has been one fruit with the ability to change the world one fruit that can alter history with one small bite. One fruit with the ability to make everything better. And then the the little tagline is, the world is about to get better. And then it gives the date of the Super Bowl. It says, featuring Anna Ferris. Is Anna Ferris the naked lady? And oh, why do know, I know that name? Anna Ferris is a, a pretty well-known uh, actress. Uh, she was married to Chris Pratt for a while. Not that that should be her defining thing, but and, you know, it's sort of relevant. I'm Googling her now. Yes, she is the lady in this. I didn't recognize her, um, but she is an attractive, conventionally attractive blonde lady, so I totally nailed it. I see. So, yeah, this is definitely a teaser. They, they told us that we're going to learn something about avocados from Mexico, I guess, in the Super Bowl. I was going to say, keep an eye out. I could be wrong about this, but I mentioned that you have this early in the show sheet, which seems apropos because, um, or maybe just appropriate. Is there a difference between apropos, never mind. I lost the ability to say that word. <laughs> I said it once, and then I lost. <laughs> once I started thinking about the word appropriate. Apropos. Yeah, I mean, clearly of the same I think they're obviously related. Roots. I I feel like you use apropos in a place where you would in where you would mean apt or relevant, whereas appropriate has like a different connotation. Uh, anyway, I'll try for the third time to say what I was trying to say at the beginning of the avocado segment, which is they often appear in the very first commercial break yes. of the Super Bowl. It won't Keep surprise an eye me if, they, if yeah. they do again. Yeah, which I think. That must be some of the most expensive real estate. We always talk about this. I don't know if we ever got a definitive answer. Maybe yeah. I, I don't know how much the the rates fluctuate throughout, but everybody's really hyped for the first Super Bowl commercial break. People I feel are like. paying attention. People are still paying attention. They're Game's not totally drunk the yet. They're all in the same room, and everybody shushes everybody for the first yeah. commercial break. And importantly, the outcome of the game is still very much in mm-hmm. question, yeah. whereas I feel like... If you get to the end of the game and it's a blowout, I don't think people necessarily like stop watching the Super Bowl, but we've all been to Super Bowls or seen Super Bowls where to some degree, you know, you start talking with people and you lose interest and everybody's a little drunker. And, you know, the I think the at that point, that real estate does feel less valuable to me, but 
I'd be really mm-hmm. curious to know. I mean, I've never, you always hear how, we didn't, oh, I should have looked it up. We always say what the, uh, we'll look it up next week, what the cost of a 30 mm-hmm. second ad is uh, each year. And every year it's like more astronomical and crazy than the last. Um, I wonder, but I've never seen a breakdown of like whether that fluctuates or how, what that like bell curve is mm-hmm. for the game itself. Do you want me to answer the question of how much it costs to get a Super Bowl commercial in 2023 right now? Sure. It looks like I'm reading an article that quotes Ad Age saying that a 30-second spot will be $7 million. That's interesting. It says last year was 6.5. We could have bought an ad for, for this podcast. <laughs> do we have $7 million? Maybe not. How much do you have? I not lot shy of that. Oh, for okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm 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 actually coming up a little bit short too <laughs> as, as we speak. But there you go. So there you go. Just like that, just a blink of an eye, half a million dollars from one year to the next. As have, far as it is a heavy, we are in a lot of inflation. Yeah, times. No, it is true. Um, okay, so now we have the first appearance of Ozzy Osbourne that I can think of in our Super Bowl shows. Is that true? Yeah, maybe. Um, he certainly has done ads before, um, but in this is this is for the the technology or the product Workday. I don't know if you use that. I do use it at my work. Um, it's like a you know payroll software ah, okay, kind yeah. of thing, mm-hmm. um, and you know payroll vacation time. Mm-hmm. You know whatever. Yeah, you know you get it. Yeah, I know. Like job it's stuff. That HR software. HR software. Yeah. yeah. So this is a pretty quick teaser. You have two people, a man and a woman, sitting at not even a cube farm, which is like a, you know, the kind of office setup where you're just sitting at a a workstation in a long line of workstations. Mm -hmm. Kind of an open format. Yes, open format workplace, you know, pretty like, you know, I I would say fairly... It's not. I don't think it's meant to look really demoralizing, but it it's is. It's not like, like that depressing one we saw like right, last week with like the, with like the fluorescent lights and it's shot from below, so you can see the drop ceiling. This yeah. looks like a, a more well appointed one, but a very modern one where it looks like people might share desks or what exactly. have you. Exactly. Yeah. So you have a, like a middle aged white guy talking to a, a probably slightly younger black woman, and they're kind of kibitzing about the new employee who they who's sitting one row in front of them. Who they say uh, they've heard is quite a rock star. Is it Ozzy Osbourne? Spoiler alert, it's Ozzy Osbourne. Who's the new guy? I don't know, but he's supposed to be some kind of rock star. Which one of you wants a piercing? And then the white guy raises his hand when Ozzy asks if he wants a piercing. Do we, yeah, I was going to say, do we have to translate what Ozzy Osbourne said? He said, I, he said, which, which one, one of you wants a piercing? Oh, listen to that. I didn't know you did the voice. I do a really great Ozzy, famously. You can always tell. I'm Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> you can always That's how you tell, can tell it's him. You can always tell when it's a teaser because they'll show the date of the Super yes. Bowl. So in other words, like more to come. In fact, did you come across, I, I have, again, I've been very checked out of this year's like kind of lead up to the Super Bowl ads, but have did you come across anything that showed a bunch of football players sort of like sneaking around in various like workplaces like two two football players dressed as like bellhops knocking on someone's door Oh, i didn't see that because okay, i saw them do- to be clear this is not an exhaustive list that we're yeah. doing today i saw it it was the first hint of a super bowl teaser that i saw during 
um, the championship games. Uh-huh. Like, so I guess as we record this, about you know a week and a half ago, um, championship weekend, the AFC and NFC championship games um, was a pretty big weekend. Obviously, it's the last week of football before the Super Bowl and they showed a couple of and I, I think that I didn't recognize any of them I, I assume that they are NFL players they could be other sports guys but they definitely looked like athletes and they were like there was one where they were driving a golf cart around and they were like these really really quick ones and they sort of said we'll explain on do you remember um, what the product January was 12. or did you say that no I don't even know I think they were I think they were NFL Mm-hmm. Commercials. I think they were more like oh, promos. Just promos. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on. One with thing that. We'll about the NFL, uh, ad doing marketing for itself, it can, it can mine the very best talent amongst yeah. NFL players, and there's quite a bit of it. I actually think we'll get into this later. We're going to talk about categories and what we want to do for categories this year. Um, but one thing I think that is worth exploring is whether there's room for a like best best use of athletic commercial talent oh yeah yeah, yeah. because there's obviously like celebrities abound in these things and i think that's an interesting uh lens to look through it but we have gotten to the point now where to be a really truly successful football player um particularly football i would say you have to be like a triple threat you know yeah yeah that is true is are you saying and i'm sorry that i can't remember but are you saying that we need to add this category or we already have that category i was thinking we could add it that sounds like a good thing to add i couldn't remember if we had it or not it kind of takes because then it's like because you know obviously rob gronkowski who's of as you will be unsurprised to hear is in them is in the super Mm -hmm. bowl ads um like it he's a celebrity but it's sort of like takes Super Bowl takes athletes uh, of every description not just NFL out of the category of celebrity and gives them their own kind of their own art their own way to be sort of measured and, and ranked in this mm-hmm. way by the way just because it was kind of driving me crazy that I threw this out there and I didn't know what I was talking about I found one of the teasers now I won't actually play it because it goes by really quickly and I think that this very um very complete description on iSpot will explain. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just read it this. It says, two bellhops who look an awful lot like Detroit Lions defensive end Aiden Hutchinson and Pittsburgh Steelers defensive tackle Cam Hayward. Yeah, sorry, guys. I was not able to identify them. <laughs> um, make their way down a hotel hallway like they're on a mission. After Cam asks, what's the play? The pair stop at a room and they knock housekeeping Aiden says in a squeaky fake voice this is so detailed causing Cam to look at him incredulously but ultimately follows suit housekeeping what's going on as they jostle for position to look through the peephole (laughs) the NFL invites you to stay tuned after the Super Bowl halftime on February 13th 2023 for the rest of the story and I saw two of those another one where they're on this little like uh, they're like on a little golf cart inside of a locker room somewhere I or you see. know does like that one have an equally somewhere. equally uh, elaborate description me, yes yes it totally let me read does. this Oh, I, I probably should have recognized these people. Jalen Ramsey and Sauce Gardner take a break from their day jobs as NFL cornerbacks to pull double duty at the football stadium as part of the security detail. But are things really secure when Sauce has his eyes on only one thing? Jalen comments that he's trying to lock down the perimeter, but all Sauce cares about is Sauce. 
It's all about the sauce, sauce retorts, as he carefully smothers a french fry <laughs> at that exact moment. A loudspeaker, this is better than the commercial. It's taking me longer to read it oh than to play God. it. At that exact moment, a loudspeaker announces a code red for all units, spurring Jalen into frenzied action. We gotta run. Come on, man, he says as he knocks the fry out of sauce's hands, leaving the latter to gaze sadly at his fallen snack. What's this code red about? The NFL invites you to stay tuned after the halftime and during the Super Bowl. I want to meet the person or chatbot who wrote those. It's not a chatbot. Somebody wrote that with a lot of care, you man. Go, you don't know about chatbots. They can do everything now. Uh, so I'm kind of interested. I mean, I got to say, those were teasers that I saw during football games. I was like, okay, I want to know what's going on with them. And yeah. I don't even know who any of them were. I've heard of Sauce Gardner before. It's a I've heard of Jalen Ramsey. That's the only one I've heard of. Um, now, you have a commercial queued up here. And I recognize Dave Grohl. And I actually thought, I, I think I caught, I do think I was somewhere where I caught a little bit of this commercial. And I realized, oh, this is another Super Bowl teaser. What's going on here? Crown, so Dave Grohl is pitching for town, uh, Crown Royal this year. Mm-hmm. And I will say this for Crown Royal. You want a teaser that really like makes you wonder what's going on and makes you want to find out what's what's the what the payoff is going to be hmm. um i will i think they've done a really good job with that this year so there's a couple of these but they're all very brief dave grohl um is just sort of uh center frame in, in these and in this first one and their theme this year i should say the theme that they keep saying that their their campaign is about or their ad camp their ad is about is about gratitude okay but it's a little unclear what that means in this context um so in this one dave Grohl is just sitting um in the studio behind like a sound mixing board uh his engineers kind of behind him next to him at the at the console and dave is just like reading a list of things objects and sort of being surprised by them and it's unclear what all these objects have in common i thought maybe they were all by black inventors for some reason but then i started looking them up and i don't think that's the Mm -hmm. that's the case i don't know why i thought that but i was like i don't know february it's black history month i thought maybe there was like a tie in there are there any black people in this commercial there are no black people in the commercial which does feel like maybe a miss if that was again if that was in fact the theme although white people should also be interested in black history yes but it would also be nice to hire a black person for the commercial if you were doing something that is honoring the legacy. I agree, but what if it's that's the misdirect? But anyway, as I anyway, said, that's probably I not a, the case. I looked up a bunch of these things to see who their their inventors were, and, and many of them were not black. Okay, so anyway, here's Dave. Maybe it's Grohl. all things by white inventors. <laughs> that would be a move <laughs> during Black History Month. So we have Dave Grohl. He's in the studio behind the giant mixing console, and there's a couple of engineers who appear to be white, although I don't think that's relevant, in the room with him. Hey, I really put a red herring in there with that yeah, black inventor thing. Forget, let's all just forget about <laughs> the The court strikes that from the record. The all jury right. is not allowed to consider that. Dave Grohl puts Peanut his Peanut butter? What? That's why when you said black I and better, peanut I, butter um, led me astray. I immediately was going to say like peanut butter. Peanut butter? What? The walkie, the paint roller, the battery? No. Trash bags, the replay? No way. The egg carton? Did you know the egg carton? It says it right here. Whoa. Electric wheelchair. Did you know that, Liam? Yep. Hawaiian pizza. 
Yes, I saw the end of that. I remember him saying it's, Hawaiian pizza. It's intriguing, right? Yeah, it is. I want to know. Am, if there is one ad that I am when the, when I am, I'm going to be watching. You're gonna we're going to watch it separately. We think mm-hmm. Andrew's going to uh, hole up here um, in uh, Casa de ATM and try to make sure we have a record of this. And mm-hmm. I'm going to go hang out with friends as is my want. Mm-hmm. But when that one comes on, I'm going to shut. I'm going to shush everybody. You're going to shush everybody now. Matter, they're going to get the shushing of a lifetime. Did you say there's two of these? Yeah, and then the other one is not as interesting. But as I said, the theme of this uh, ad is going to be gratitude. And so it's just Dave Grohl just saying thank you over and over again, a different trying out different ways of saying thank you. <clears throat> We're good? <clears throat> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's good. Thank you. You want to do one? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Was that one good? Thank you. <laughs> I didn't know we were doing voices. I thought we were just doing different, different reads. I'm just, for letting, different... I'm just going where the <laughs> yeah, muse no, takes no me. Wrong. No I... wrong answers, man. That reminds me of a scene from Barry, which I'm just catching up on. Oh, and so, so this good, is like right? from season one. I'm so glad one. you're finally watching Barry. So this must be like four or five years old now. Yeah. Right? That show's been around for a while, and I don't know if they It took released. a long break around yeah. uh, pandemic, I think, too. But the Henry Winkler's character, who you meet at first, and he's like a very headstrong acting teacher who almost like kind of bullies his students into performing better, you know. But... We see him, as we get to know him and his complexities a little bit more, we see him auditioning for a part somewhere, and we realize he's not such great shakes himself. Do you remember this? And he does one line, and it's something very simple like, thank you, but then he says, I'm going to give you one more on that. And then it's like some Italian-American, like, hey, I said thank you. <laughs> We're just like, what? Why are you, What? Uh, I misspoke. It's not Cusimano. It's Cusano. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, I actually need He's to pick Frenchman, up He's a Frenchman, not an Italian man. I need to pick up. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong about it being like some sort of a, a bad, it's some sort of a, like a tough guy accent or something. You're just like, how are those the two? And then he's like, and I will leave you with that. And he just walks out like, no notes. And you're just like, what are you auditioning for? We have no context that you think it's one of those right. two reads that is what's going to win them over. Henry Winkler is an absolute treasure in every way mm-hmm. as a person, as an actor. And I I am so happy I- that like this that this that his later years have been such a rich vein for him yeah you know? that it's not just Fonzie yeah because obviously we know that the Fonz will be the first line of his obituary and I think he's fine and happy about that and the Fonz is not like it, it's not a, a a you know a worthless or or invaluable or, you know or not not valued role or, or work that he did but it's a little bit you know it's it's heavily parodied and it's it's mostly silliness and I love that he's getting to have this, like, I don't know, this renaissance that that he so deserves. You don't think that the first line of his obituary will be about his character on Arrested Development? <laughs> if it was, if I had my, if I'm writing it, that's what they say and ask Jeeves. <laughs> that's what they said. Ask Jeeves. Okay. Um, now we have Doritos. Oh, Doritos is going to finally start advertising <laughs> right? during the Super Bowl, right? Uh, I've, I have a confession. This is confession time. Um, I Doritos spokesperson this year is Jack Harlow. Also, this is the year I learned who Jack Harlow is. Who's Jack Harlow? He is. This a, is the day I learned who Jack yes, Harlow is. He is a rapper. He when I listened, I was like, this is what happens to me every Super Bowl. There's a there are artists. Um, 
you know, who are showcased or spokespeople or pitchmen or whatever. And I don't know who they are by name. But then as soon as I go listen to some song that they've, that they've made, I'm like, oh, of course. This is like, I listen to a lot of Top 40. I just don't know who anybody is or who made any songs. There aren't a lot of rappers named Jack. That's cool that he's carving out that space. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Um, he made a song called First Class that's pretty well known. Mm. Like, I recognized it when I saw the video. Mm. Uh, anyway, he's, so I guess he's, I think he's one of those, like, I don't know if it was specifically YouTube, but I think he's one of those, like, came out of nowhere and was, like, doing his own thing for a while and then got, you know, noticed and got a following and then got a label. Mm. Um, so he is the Doritos guy this year. Um, there are a couple teasers, and they're both pretty pretty teasy, I would say. In the first one, and I don't know if these go in a certain order, in the first one that I saw, he's sitting in a limo. There's a ton of paparazzi outside. He's holding a bag of Doritos, and you're hearing like the, what the paparazzi are yelling in at him. It says, is it true about the love triangle? That's what one of the we're now seeing him inside of his limousine and he's uh, sort of blocked out the noise by closing the door and he's eating the Doritos. And somebody said, is it true about the love triangle? Maybe. Baby. He gave him a maybe. And then the paparazzi misheard that as a baby. Oh, I see. So I don't know exactly where that one's going, if there's really a love triangle, if that's supposed to be titillating. Um, this next one, I think, is even more is more interesting. It's, um, it's him again, it's Jack him again. Harlow again. I'm I'm wondering because I've I've never heard of this fella before. Yeah. And I didn't know he was a rapper. And I, I wouldn't know that just from watching these commercials either. So I don't know if this is influencing me, but he's kind of got a um, a post Malone sort of because he's a white guy with curly hair, a white rapper with curly hair who has a sort of he's sort of got this like um very like post malone obviously has the the face tattoo so yeah. people like my dad see him and think oh look at that <laughs> look at that troublemaker but he actually is like he's a i think post malone has a very sort of like kind I love sort post of Malone's almost vibe. So, almost dopey demeanor in some of the yeah. commercials and i sort of got a little bit of that from him but maybe maybe i'm wrong is that a bad comparison uh, I don't know. I just I like I said, I'm just learning who Jack Harlow is myself. So uh, and based on like listening to one song of his like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't mean musically. I just mean in these commercials. Yeah, I, I guess I could see it. I think I honestly think Post Malone has like a better has more charisma. I loved those commercials. Yeah. Were they for a soft drink like like Pepsi. No, I feel like Pepsi. they were for a beer. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Like Bud Light or something. Those are really great. Yeah. He was. I, Post Malone's great. I don't, I don't know where he's. What's he's. What he's up to these days. I haven't seen him in any of these. Um, maybe there's only room for one curly-haired white rapper yeah. in the Super Bowl ads. I don't know. In uh, this one, Jack Harlow is walking down a hall, like a pretty nice-looking hall. Look, there's gold records on the walls, so it's either like a fancy music studio or perhaps um, a, fa- a famous musician musician's house. And coming along behind him is Missy Elliott, and she's trailed by oh. a guy who I assume to be a manager or some kind of, you know, music, some kind of exec type. And she's trying to talk to Jack Harlow about something. Hey, Jack. Hey, man. Come back. Let's go to the studio, man. I got to do me, Missy. Jack, please listen to Missy Elliott. Who the hell are you? It says music will never be the same. So... And then it gives the date of the Super Bowl. Tease me, please me, indeed. Do you think that the music will ever be the same? I think it will. Or 
I guess the differences will probably be the the narcissism of small differences. Missy Elliott performed in the Super Bowl halftime show a couple of years ago, right? She was the guest of somebody, but it wasn't during the big Compton hip hop halftime show of last time. Oh, she was in that, yeah. Right? Am I Along wrong Along with about a that? whole bunch of people. I, yes. I can't. Yeah, I can't remember. This year it's Rihanna. It. I don't this year it's Rihanna. That. Um, anyway, I also feel that Missy Elliott had a big but role. Last year is a tough act to follow. Oh, it was really good. Yeah. Kate... I feel like maybe Missy Elliott performed the year that friggin' Maroon 5 dude did. Maybe. Um, but Missy Elliott also was in a big, I, I don't know if it was Doritos, but she played a big role in a recurring commercial during a Super Bowl about two or three years ago. Does, does that ring a bell to you? Maybe with Alec Baldwin? If Were they so, putting think, it together a Super Bowl that... commercial uh, party together? Yeah, and I feel like that might have been an an Amazon or Alexa. Yeah, I think you might be right. Based or a campaign or a campaign around that. I I'm I know you're right, and I think you're right that the, it was like a big party scene, celebrity celebrity loaded party scene, mm -hmm. and Alec Baldwin and Missy Elliott were like pretty front and center. Um, Alec Baldwin probably not going to be in any ads this year. He's got other yeah, business to attend. He's to. He's got other things to deal with, such as. Defending himself in court and apparently interviewing Woody Allen about on Skype Wait, when neither one of them can use the technology. He's literally and figuratively breaking into jail. Jeez Louise. Okay. Um. Now I'm really excited about this next one. We I saw part of this because we I pulled the tape at the beginning of the show. We heard, of course, um, Ben Stiller. Uh, talking, well, we just heard him talking about Steve Martin, but I should say in this commercial, which I'm not exactly sure what is going to be going on here. I am here, very curious. But we have, it looks like they might be on a set somewhere, but the set has shut down. Mm -hmm. There's a few lights kind in the background. Kind of a dark sound stage. Kind of a dark sound stage. You got uh, Ben Stiller standing right next to Steve Martin, both looking great. I really like both of these fellas. Uh, I love both these guys, and I, I love Ben Stiller. I think he's a handsome man, but I got to say... Next to Steve Martin, he looks like the dog's breakfast. Yeah. Steve Martin can get it. Oh, he always could. He always could, I, and I he just, still can. I know. I mean, it's his whole... And he's no spring chicken. He's not. I don't know if not. you know that. Neither, I mean, neither one of these guys are spring chickens anymore. <laughs> I know. Anyway. Not a spring chicken to be seen on How old do you set. think Ben Stiller is? I'm going to look this up. Well, I'm 45, uh, give or take a few days, and I would bet he's at least 10 years my He's got to be 10 years so older than us. I bet he's 55 us. to 60. I'm going to put him at 57, which is right. In, yep, 57. Hey, look at me. Where's the bell? Um, although you said between 55 and 60, so that's similar. Um, anyway, so this is a Pepsi commercial, Pepsi right? Pepsi Zero Sugar. Or Pepsi Zero. And I guess that's not really a commercial. It's a teaser. They're just staring at us, talking to us like spokespeople here, right? Yeah, I mean, but they they start off as if they're doing some kind of a, a scripted pitch and it's going to lead to something about the soda, but then it quickly devolves into them sort of backbiting and sniping at each other. Hi, I'm Ben Stiller. And I'm Steve Martin. As actors, in a way, we never really stop acting. For example, Ben is acting right now like he's not intimidated standing next to me. And Steve's acting like he's not lucky to be here. Oh, and Ben's acting like that whole awkward thing he does is a character and not his actual personality. And Steve's acting like, ooh, I'm Steve Martin, when really he's not so... It's like, okay, we get it. You're like, I mean, whatever, you know, yeah, you know... See what I mean? Okay. Banjo player. Nepo baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Steve, I actually don't want to do this because I'm a huge fan of yours, really. Thank you, and honestly, I'm a big fan of yours. Really? I was acting. So was I, this whole time. That's what we started out talking about, how we're always acting. I was acting the whole time. 
That might be, then it gives the date of the Super Bowl. And that you hear might the, be you hear one. The click of the of the, the pets can pop open, pop, pop and open. Pop which I love. Open. Anybody who leans into that kind yeah. of um, visceral experience of of a product. Um, Maybe Maya Rudolph will might... finally get our M M&M and M clickies in a bowl. Oh yeah, that you've always dreamed of. This uh, this teaser might be better than the commercial. Like they might put these guys in some overblown yes. commercial, overproduced, overproduced. But like just having them very simply standing in front of the in front of the screen, just like yeah. I think Ben Stiller delivers yeah. with that. Um, bit about oh I'm Steve Martin and what like okay man we get it yeah yeah I, I love that and again oh I love those guys I hope that I hope it gets even better from there also, but the that idea could be the height of it Ben Stiller is technically a Nepo baby but like I know that's what I love too it's like such a you have to reach so far yeah. back you think of Nepo babies as people who are like, like right, young people right yes, now who exactly. are getting into the business because of who their parents are uh, I speaking love of Nepo that baby, the funniest thing I've read about regarding Nepo baby right recently is um I was talking to you about Kate Berlant, the uh, comedian and actress. Uh, she's like a sort of a mm-hmm. partners with John Early, and she had a, a profile in The New Yorker, I think, uh, this week or last week. Yeah, really having a moment. Having a moment. I've been a big fan of hers forever. She Her, her comedic style is so uncomfortable making, and it's just exactly my kind of thing. Like, she, she just really leans into, like, making making you uncomfortable and, and being in, and put, creating uncomfortable situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this profile in the New Yorker, um, she talks a little bit about growing up. She grew up in a house of artists. Her mom was a prop designer, designed the um, the uh, Stonehenge prop for uh, for Spinal Tap. You know, the little Stonehenge. Oh, really? Um, and her dad, I think, was also in the theater. He was maybe he was either an actor or a writer. He was some, but he was in the theater. You know, but neither of her parents were wildly successful. Neither of them were like known quantities outside of whatever like theater and and theatrical community they were a part of and she said that like some publication you know uh buzzfeed or something like that named her as a nepo baby Hmm. and she was laughing because she said first of all i don't think i qualify as a nepo baby because it wasn't like my parents hadn't had fame you know, yeah, they put her in the way, they put her in the culture of that world, yeah. but they couldn't like... She didn't draft off of their success. She didn't draft off their success. She was just exposed to this world and that's the culture she, culture she grew up in. And then she said, but as I told uh, John Early, her partner, uh, her her work partner, she said, you know, I felt like at least that meant I was famous if I was, yeah, right. if I was known enough to be an Epo baby. <laughs> Also, I thought that she might, I mean, she's, well, maybe she's younger and newer in, in in kind of garnering her attention than I thought. I was thinking that she's kind of been around for a while too, right? I guess so. I mean, I think she got started fairly early. I bet she's in her late 20s. Oh, she in her late 20s? That'd okay. Be my, I, I thought be she a, might be a little bit older than that. Maybe 30s. Let's see. Okay. Kate Berlant Oh, it's okay. Um, yeah, she's the. I, I saw that there was. Oh, I was wrong. She's thirty-five. She's thirty-five. Okay. Um, anyway, let's let's move on. Um, you have something here for Downey. Any famous people in this one? Well, yes and no. This mm-hmm. is for Downey Unstoppables. It's those things you put in your laundry. Are you curious to try those at all as a as a cleanman? As a cleanman, yeah. uh, what is a Downey Unstoppable? It's like a, some magic crystal that you put in your laundry and it makes it smell fresher for longer but it's in addition to whatever soap yeah, you're putting it's not in the there? thing that cleans it it's like it's like a scent hmm. crystal i don't know something. that's my understanding based on no research i feel like we just got to a place where we're now using those like much more environmentally yeah we don't want to get another like, plastic bottle in yeah that's not and also the thought like i don't i'm 
I as I, the more I age, the more sensitive to certain smells I get. Mm-hmm. And if it's not a smell that I like, um, or if it smells chemically, or it smells like too, like too floral in some cases, it really makes me feel sick. And the thought of like having laundry that smells like something that I can't un that I can't make it unsmell like mm-hmm. it sounds really bad. Um, so anyway, so Downy Unstoppables, that's my non-pitch, I guess, for that product uh, that I don't know about or understand. So in this one, we have a guy, uh, just a sort of a standard issue white guy, as far as we can tell, um, dressed casually. He's standing in his uh, laundry room around his, you know, next to his laundry Pretty machine. Pretty well-appointed laundry room. Pretty well-appointed, nice, I know. Yeah. Jealous. Um, and he's got just... Either a sweatshirt or a pair of sweatpants. I looks can't like tell. a hoodie. A hoodie looks like maybe. a hoodie, but he's not wearing it. It's like just thrown over his head. his head, so we can't. So we can see his hands. That's why we know he's a white guy, but we can't see his face. I haven't seen this commercial. Yeah, so he's gonna talk to you from underneath this hoodie, and then at a certain point, you're gonna hear another voice, and that is a little dog that is sitting in the laundry basket next to him. Oh. Downy Unstoppables wants to use my face for their Super Bowl ad, but I haven't agreed yet because I don't believe it keeps your clothes fresh for over twelve weeks. So I'm going to sniff this thing into the Super Bowl to see if it's true. But until then, I'm totally hiding my identity. It's pretty obvious who you are. Hush your mouth, Super Bowl puppy. You don't know me. Mm, Smells great now, but we'll see. The clock is ticking, Downey. Over 12 weeks of freshness. You got to sniff it to believe it. Hmm. So that's obviously Danny Talking McBride. Dog. Yeah, Danny McBride. I mean, as the dog says, it's really obvious who the voice mm-hmm. is. And Danny McBride has such a distinctive voice. Yeah. That does not look like Danny McBride's body, by no, the way. No, it does not. He looks, he's been, has he been really hitting the gym? Has he been Chris Pratt I mean, in it? Some offense, you know, Danny McBride. I guess. But who's the uh, dog? Because it feels like the dog's voice feels like, if the joke is that we can tell who what Danny McBride sounds like. Hmm. It feels like the dog must be somebody. I wondered that for a split second when we heard it, but I don't have any ideas on that. Doesn't ring a bell to you? No, I'm looking for maybe, um... maybe I'm off the mark here and the dog's just being voiced by a voice actor. <laughs> somebody wrote, I think it's Jason Sudeikis. Maybe I'm just missing Ted Lasso, though. That's Let not... me hear it again. Let me listen. I can listen. I can hear. Yeah, listen let's for let's listen. Thinking that it's Sudeikis because I now I would never compare those two voices. I, I'm quite sure it's not. I could be wrong. The body looks more like a Sudeikis, um, but uh, yeah, I, I could. Oh, see wait, how... somebody thinks that someone thinks that Sudeikis is underneath. The... I think so. Oh my God! That, I'm right, right? It's Danny McBride. Lab, but I haven't agreed yet because I don't believe it keeps your clothes fresh for over twelve weeks. So I'm going to sniff this thing into the Super Bowl to see if it's true. But until then, I'm totally hiding my identity. It's pretty obvious who you are. Hush your mouth, Super Bowl puppy. You don't know me. Hmm. Okay, so I thought someone was saying that the dog was Jason Sudeikis, which it is not. No, I don't think it is. And if I'm wrong, then that's not Danny McBride. I will eat my hoodie. One person here says it's Jason Manzoukas. I wonder who that somebody who could that be some youtuber by the name <laughs> ben is rad ben barrison <laughs> yeah exactly all right um we have a pringles commercial here uh what is going on with this one this is with megan trainer who god bless her wow. she has parlayed that herself into a long-standing all right. career good um i really thought she was a flash in the pan one hit wonder i i thought she was too i mean does she has stuff does she have stuff um other than this commercial and those songs from six years i think she's continued to have like you know a successful music career i've seen her like with um 
that one of those YouTube guys who got real famous. I know that sounds bad, but like it just I just mean like I don't remember or know anybody's name who's got famous on YouTube, but like she's she's maintained a presence and a and like I think she's really good at social media. That's good. And as as I will and I will say that this commercial is the reason I think that because she's in like a beautiful home <laughs> with a glass wall overlooking what is Los uh, presumably Angeles, Los right? Angeles. And she's doing like a selfie video where she's like singing or something. And then she sticks her hand in a Pringles can. Um, before I hit play on this, I, I mentioned before I was trying to guess when that's her. The only song I can name by her is all about the bass, right? right. Or all about that. She's bass, had other hits, though. For I'm real. sure. And I don't listen to much pop music at all. So anyway, I just said, you know, I started to say like five years ago, but I think I extended it to six. What year do you think that came out? Oh, more than that. I'm going to guess. Could it be 10? 2014. Oh, so getting 10. getting close to 10 years ago since that song came out. So uh, sorry for interrupting. You set this up perfectly. She's in this just beautiful glass-walled corner apartment looking down at L.A. She's looking good, uh, wearing sunglasses at her little uh, her little counter there, her little island. And um, she's going to shoot a video, I guess. I could have my she's dancing. Mm-hmm. Hand, hand is stuck in the Pringles can. Uh-oh. Uh, so then she's like, she says, uh-oh, because she can't get her hand out of the Pringles can. Uh-oh. Like, did they do that last year, too? Yeah, I feel like this is the second year that st- hand stuck in the Pringles can has been part of the brand. Hey, stick with it. I, th- like, I why agree. Not? It's, like, such, it's so relatable. The, uh, you know, the brands that are really doing that are... Cheetos dust on your hands was a big thing for a while. You can't touch anything. Like, you'd think that that would be a negative, but they're just like, but everybody knows that experience. Yes. Hand getting stuck in the Pringle can. I know that feeling. I mean, I've never had it stuck in there for a while. Orange is the new black. Oh, that's interesting for Cheetos. Yeah. I mean, it's a gritty, it's a little bit of a, a comedy drama. I mean, it's also been off the air forever. Well, revive it. I mean, there's a Breaking Bad bad ad this year. Yeah. Um, Well, what is that? Well, I didn't grab it because there are some teasers for it, but also I've seen like the real long version of the ad is in pretty heavy rotation. Like Jesse, or Jesse, Aaron Paul, um, like put it on his Instagram today. But it's a pretty funny uh, bit where he, uh, Aaron Paul, and uh, and Brian uh, Cranston reprise their roles uh, as Jesse and Walter, and they do a bunch of scenes from Breaking Bad, except instead of meth, they're talking about these chips called popcorners. Okay. Um, and like I think the guy who plays like is it Tuco, the guy who's super crazy who oh, like yeah, they get yeah, in a sure. into some kind of deal with at the begin early stages of that show. He reprises his role. Really? Yeah. I mean it is like it's almost like a want... shot for shot remake of Breaking Bad except about popcorners. And interesting I mean it's kind of daring too. I mean it's very heavy subject matter. It is. Huh. But it's so beloved and it's yeah. so the iconography of Breaking Bad is so well understood. And like, the you know, the yeah. the, the look and feel and like the the little, um, you know, chemical symbols for the letters and everything. Yeah, like yeah. it's all recreated. I mean, they're in the R- they're in the RV trying to get the RV started like. That show already has a whole series between it and current day too. Like I know it's, it's, it's amazing that they look. Already run its course. Now they do have Aaron Paul pretty heavily like covered up in his beanie and his 
hoodie and his sunglasses. Oh, like they do in Better Call Saul in yes, one of those you episodes. Can, you yeah. can not see that the the man has aged from being a very young man to, you know, a middle-aged man. Yeah, I remember there was some quick shot of him in Better Call Saul near the end, and it was, like, a little cringy. It was, it was clear they were trying to, like, kind of hide. Yeah. Because Cranston is showing less age between whatever he was then and now. Because he's because always he been was, a little bit leathered. He's always looked a little bit well, older. Well, and he was further along in his aging right. process. So that, uh, like, his aging process, the way he looks doesn't change as much. As much as Aaron opposed Paul to a Aaron Paul started out as such a young man. Yeah, he started off as a high school dropout, right? Or maybe he would have been... Barely Just, like, 18 or 19 yeah. years old, the character. And so, anyway. Okay, so we have one more commercial, I think, to actually play before we get into ad council and also talk a little bit more about... how. How we are going to maybe judge these uh, commercials or categorize them next week, but this one is for Rakuten, which you've uh, you've you've taught me about on this show. I love to get my Rakuten checks every quarter. I look forward to it. Um, this I really love. This is a this is a, a revival of a, a classic, and I will say I've seen the longer version of this, but I wanted to include the teaser because I just really liked it. Um, this is for, with Clueless. And they've got a lot of the original oh, cast the members. Oh, the movie Clueless? Yeah. Oh, okay. Got a lot of the original cast members back. Of course, R.I.P. Um, Brittany. Uh, what was her last name? R. That's You R. can't say you can't say R.I.P. and then not know the person's oh, last name. Oh, I should have looked it up. Uh, I was not a clueless person. I know who you're Murphy. talking about. Brittany R. R. Murphy. R.I.P. Brittany yeah. Murphy. Um, she, what, a, what a loss that was. Uh, but anyway, we've got... Um, uh, Alicia Silverstone, who of course played Cher, which is the main character, or one of the two main characters. Oh, not Cher the singer. Cher is the name of a character in that yes, movie? Yes, she's named for Cher. Oh, okay. I literally had no idea. I was just looking down you, and it of says- Of course you've never seen Clueless. The name of this commercial is Cher is back, and I was trying to figure out how they were bringing Cher into the world oh, of Clueless. Do You love Jane Austen, but you refuse to watch Clueless. I don't refuse to watch Clueless. It never came across my transom. Like, you're making it sound like somebody keeps trying to get me to watch Clue. This is the first time we've ever talked about it. I'll watch it. I know it. you've seen Clue. Don't try to make this about oh, watching no, Clue. I have seen Clue. Um, this but, is Clueless. But I'm not. I'm not like refusing to see Clueless. That's such a well, harsh way of putting well, it. Well, then I'm trying to make you see Clueless. I'll about that. never watch that. Movie. <laughs> you know, because you know it's a it's a modernized retelling of Emma. No, I had no idea of that. Yeah. And I did enjoy the the movie Emma that came out. It was the last movie I think I saw in the theaters before the pandemic. Yeah, hit. they did a they did a new version of that one. Too. You didn't care for that as much, but I think that's because you're more familiar with the source material. I never read Emma. Oh, well, I've certainly read Emma uh, several times, and I've seen Clueless many times. I've seen the Gwyneth Paltrow Emma uh, mm. several times. Yeah, I don't know what it was about the, the version with, uh, I think it's Anya Joy, Anya Taylor-Joy. The Oh, from the menu. From the menu. Oh. Um, I don't know. It just like, and I probably, if I oh, sat down I'm to- just now realizing that I saw that woman in two movies. Um, she's been in a ton of things. Uh-huh. Uh, you should really watch Thoroughbreds. That's an uh-huh. upsetting watch, but it's worth it. Um, but uh, I-, I think it just, whatever for whatever reason, it didn't hit me in the moment. I probably should give it another day in court. Uh, anyway, this is Clueless. And we have a lot. It's it's set in the classroom scene from Clueless where she and one of her classmates um, get it, have a, a mock debate, like part of their um, one of their one of their assignments is to, mm-hmm. to have a debate. Right. And so later, the, the longer version gets into the debate. But in this little teaser, she just walks down the aisle and she's wearing her iconic um, yellow plaid suit um like uh, jacket and skirt set 
and it's Alicia Silverstone and she looks great. I mean, she doesn't look like a teenager anymore, but she looks phenomenal. And she just walks up to the front of the room and uh, and says kind of a signature line. Don't bug. Your girl is back. So get don't a, don't bug your girl is back. Don't bug your girl is back, and then get a clue. Racketson is the tagline. Mm, okay, um, so that is I'm, pretty much lost on I me. Mean, I'm glad that you explained <laughs> what movie that is because I don't know that I would have gotten literally any of that. Wow, really? Like you it. don't even have the cult cultural context to know that that's clueless. Like I haven't I'm not really, sure. I haven't really. There's movies that I haven't seen, but I like they have like Caddyshack is a good example and actually mm-hmm. very relevant to this discussion because there's a Caddyshack ad uh, for Mick Ultra. Um, like I, I do honestly don't think I've seen Caddyshack start mm. to finish in one sitting. Um, but I understand a reference to Caddyshack. Yeah. Like me and Titanic. Yeah. I, that's probably true. I think, and there's no need for me to say this cause it's just going to upset people, but I've seen Caddyshack. I think it's overrated. Now hear me it, out. How could it not be? If you enjoy it, enjoy it. I'm not saying that you like bad art. I'm just saying and it also might just be one of those things. It's a product of its time. It influenced a bunch of people back then. You growing up might have had your moment with it, whether you're of that generation or not. Like maybe you were 13 years old and it's the, some of your first exposure to Bill Murray and or, or this kind of mad, like. Yeah, this, that kind of comedy. That kind of comedy. But like I think. Was, I, that, was that the Lampoon? You know, I don't know. I I didn't think so, but it's from that era, and it might be. I I don't think it was officially, but who knows? Who knows? But I think I saw it like not as a not as an as an elderly adult as I am now, but I probably saw it for the first (laughs) time in like college or something. But even then, being like, meh, yeah, I don't know. I was also kind of a movie snob those those days. Um, But anyway, yeah, I just sort of feel like, and now it's just like like you say, it's so iconic, and so people who love it love it, and probably has a lot to do with their connection to it. But boy, I have no connection to it. It just seems a little yeah, I have no personal connection to it. Uh, I want to get to talk about categories here, and I know we've been we're gonna we're okay, running long. Yeah, these shows, ahead. these bully shows, always run long. It's just the nature of the beast. I just want to tee up a couple that I don't have a link for, but I want to just say things to watch for. Mm-hmm. I mentioned the Popcorners Breaking Bad uh, ad, which I think is going to be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an ad with Adam Driver for Squarespace where he plays all ver- like he plays all the characters, mm-hmm. um, and like the premise is that everybody. In his on this movie set is Adam Driver, and it's very much about how like Adam Driver is such a snob that he only wants to work with himself. Mm. But it's also kind of like if you're making a, a site on Squarespace, you know, you only have to answer to your own desires, basically. Do you hear that like, he during interviews, even during radio interviews, he won't listen to like scenes from the movie? Yes, if he has to listen that to have famously acting. happened on um, Fresh, Fresh Air, Air. I want to say, yeah, yeah. How fucking exhausting. He sounds exhausting. Oh, he seems to God. kind of get that he's exhausting and that yeah. that's just part of his craft or whatever, yeah. but spare me. Give me a brark. I mean, give me a brark. But I mean, I love him as an actor, but I don't want to like have him to dinner or anything. Christ on a cracker. I didn't really like him in that Star Wars thing. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, I thought he was good in Star Wars. 
I mean, he was as good as anybody in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Sorry, I don't know. You I'm should just, watch I'm just a marriage negative. story. It's pretty great. I should, it's but it's so going to destroy sad. me. Right. It's exactly. Sad. You know what I want to see him in is the guy that that director whose name I'm blanking on his latest one. Oh, Noah Baumbach. Noah Baumbach, right? Yeah. And he just um, turned some very complicated book uh, into a movie, and I'm blanking on it's the Underworld guy. Don DeMello has a Delillo. book. Delillo. Delillo. Don DeMello. Is that somebody else? <laughs> Probably. Could that be my rap <laughs> name? Sure. Don DeMello. DeMello. I like it. I'm the mellow one. Fan duel with Gronk. Yeah, Gronk's now now that Gronk's retired, right? Finally. Yeah. So now Gronk. He didn't play last season. So now Gronk's coming out in this in this fictional world mm-hmm. of fan duel. Gronk is coming out of retirement and training to become a kicker, and I think that's a pretty yeah, fun that's story. Pretty good. Uh, and I love Gronk. Um, and then I mentioned that uh, Mick Ultra is doing a a big Caddyshack, uh, or as I've written here, Caddyshake. Hmm. Um, Caddyshack uh, kind of parody with Tony Romo in the Bill or Murray Or as you role. have it here, Tony Tomo. <laughs> God, oh, really... man, I love Caddyshake with Tony Tomo. Caddyshake. <laughs> That's like a Steve Brulism. <laughs> anyway, Caddyshake with Tony Tomo. <laughs> <laughs> and the golfer Ricky Fowler. Oh, I don't know who that You'd is. You'd recognize him. He's like, I don't know what makes, I think he was like, he kind of came out of nowhere. Like he was like just an amateur golfer. He didn't come out of any like, you know, fancy training program or anything. But he just sort of like exploded onto the scene. Because um, he's so famous that when I saw his face on this ad, I was like, I know that's a golfer. Not, you know, now that I, now that you, uh, a goal. But if I kill all the gophers, <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, um, Tony, let's talk about the categories. Let's talk about the categories. So um, in the past, we set up various categories that we would try to put these commercials in. Some are pretty broad and obvious, like best comedy. Yes. And, let's and I think just we got to keep, that. We'll gotta keep best comedy. What makes us laugh the most? There were other like little niche things that I threw in there that were kind of like a... Us like kind of maybe not taking down, but at least identifying some pretty annoying trends right. in Super Bowl commercials. And I want to know if we should keep like I'm thinking of. Um, I think we called it spoken word or sl- spoken word, and it covered anything from like anything that common is in. Obviously. Yeah, like anything like common talking about Microsoft on a, mm-hmm. a TED Talk stage to um, Clint Eastwood yelling at a chair. Yeah, to Clint Eastwood's like I think that he did some sort of like the great part of America <laughs> no, is driving didn't. a truck thing. You know, if they would have him honestly, and I say I mean that chair thing was so offensive yeah. and bad, but if they would have him send that up in some way honestly i'm here for it and but he's too he takes himself too seriously and sometimes they grab archival audio like not yes. studs turkle but there was somebody who they grabbed paul Arch- harvey paul harvey we love that one um yeah so anything that's the, sort of the, spoken the soul of the word, farmer and it's always it's usually very patriotic as well yeah. so and we also, gonna, i thought you were gonna say patriarchal which also and patriarchal. True. are we gonna keep that then well I think that's one where we sort of have to see what we come away with. Like, I think we're going to have to do a little bit of, you know, after the Super Bowl, you and I put our heads together and decide, like, is there enough of a spoken word? Are there is there more than one even to call it a category? Because I do think it's only fun if there's like if we're weighing things against each other. Yeah. But okay, I think there's always something that isn't a spoken. Did we not have that last year? We didn't have it last year. Really? Okay. 
I mean, that could speak to how the commercials are evolving because I remember wanting to put like best dance number because yeah. there were so this many. This year, like, there's a lot of dance numbers, and I are am, they back again? They're back, and I because you there know, will be a best dancer musical or dance number. You know what happened it was like we lived through like this sort, and it was a, there was a long tail on this, but the whole like sort of flash mob. Right. We're all shopping, and then all of a sudden, we all hold up our our colorful shopping bags next thing you know we're spinning around Busley Berkeley style and we're selling Busley Berkeley what did I say Busby Berkeley sorry Busby Berkeley I was talking quickly and trying not to cough hold on that's what you caused. I had to mute my microphone and cough. Um, so anyway. Settle down, Busley Berkeley. Then last year, I think I was shocked, or the last couple of years, like those really died away. But now I think it's a renaissance. we're heavy into TikTok. So I'll bet you the yes. type of dancing is different. It's not maybe a million people all getting together or finding themselves together in the streets of New York yeah. or in the office. We did have John Travolta doing a we had we had a best dance category did last we? year. John Travolta did a TikTok dance with his daughter, if you recall. Um, oh yeah, vaguely. Oh, and also the woman who I think is a famous actress who was dancing around in a museum, right? She was somebody I really liked, and then she, like she excuses herself at some fancy ass museum event, and then she's like by herself dancing. Well, I think you're thinking of a, an ad with Maggie Qualley or Margaret Qualley. Um, that's for a perfume. That wasn't a Super Bowl ad, oh, as far as I know. We've talked oh. about it. It's, a, it's one that I really like, but um, it's it's not. I don't think oh, it was a Super okay. Bowl ad. Anyway, I do love that ad. But uh. yes, I I noticed. I made a note of a bunch of ones that are going to have dancing and singing this year, and I think we'll definitely have a best musical or dance number. It was for something called Kenzo or Kenzo World. I don't know. I think it's perfume. Oh, okay, um, okay. So musical dance. Let's get weird. There's always something like that. Who's like being provocatively, intentionally weird. Like a Skittles weirdness, yeah. or the Doritos with the little dog that would say a Mountain Dew monkey bumper shoot or whatever that was oh my god you get further every year first of all it's mountain dew mm-hmm. secondly it's puppy monkey baby yep that's what i said what did i get wrong there Shh, okay show me the mistake uh most valuable celebrity obviously i think this we gotta have a block with but celebrities do we want to ex- do we want to exclude athletes and say like best spokes athlete Sure, yeah, uh, we can add. So is that in there? Should I add this to the list? I've got them kind of listed okay. here. Um, uh, best new artist, a debut company. I yeah. kind of like that I if like we that see too. something. Yeah. Um, and there's always going to be, that's always going to be a good category because every year there are at least a couple of brands that are making their first foray into um, into a Super Bowl ad. And then last year we had to add the best crypto ad because there were so many crypto ads. I imagine there will be a whole bunch this year oh, as well, yeah. right? Oh, it's, yeah. It's so, it's, it was such a successful year for crypto. No, actually- this What if Bankman of... Freed also wins Most Valuable Celebrity because yeah. he's going to be in, what's his first name? I can't think of it. Um, it doesn't matter. The Yeah, I can't think of it. Uh, Sam. Sam, yeah. Um, you know, so actually, no this crypto is, ads this year. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, there are zero crypto ads this year and there were actually going to be two or three that- um, we're gonna that we're for pretty far down the path of of having uh, purchased the airtime of producing the ads of like a couple of crypto companies that were were gonna be doing ads and then FTX you know mm-hmm. exploded or imploded I guess um, and they they pulled out mm-hmm. so totally you will see a crypto free Super Bowl which I think if anything good came out of the FTX. 
uh, situation is probably that. I thought the Larry David one, which was for FTX, by the way, was a good ad. And then he was the target of a lawsuit. He is, a, he is personally. Indeed, he is personally named in one of the lawsuits. Because he yeah. was a spokesperson for it. Um, so you said ad spokes athlete. I hope his defense is, if you listen to me in the ad, I said don't buy it. Right. Um, oh, this is one that I wanted to throw on here. Especially because we talked about the teasers this week on the show. Like, what is the worst payoff? What is the best payoff, yeah. too, might be a good one. But, like, certainly, like, if the... I'll tell you what. The M&Ms, because I'm just so goddamn sick of that company that I have such a low bar for that, that if it ends up being a really good commercial and Maya Rudolph makes me laugh, maybe it'll end up being the best payoff. Maybe. But, um, my expectations are super low. It'll probably be the worst payoff. Um, and you have something here, a note, weirdest crossover. What would that refer to? Well, I was just thinking about it because, um, the, for example, the the Mick Ultra campaign or, or ad that's like Caddyshack themed also is like a crossover with some golf uh product like i think like a golf video game or something um obviously caddyshack makes sense right it's about golfing um and i i this i just threw on there for us to talk about like i don't know that it's a great idea but you know like weirdest bedfellows maybe like mm-hmm. you know because now it more and more like ant-man for example um is doing uh a crossover campaign with Heineken with the non-alcoholic Heinekens. Mm. Um, and so I was just thinking like, is there a, is there something interesting there where we could talk about most interesting or weirdest or maybe most compelling, um, you know, co-sponsorship strangest bedfellows. Okay. I like that. If it pays off, if, it pays off, um, if, if you know, again, like we're going to do a reality check after we've watched the Super Bowl and, if there just aren't enough contenders in any given category, we'll, you know, knock it out. I'm hoping there might be some spoken word poetry again. Also, we had one best drama slash a very special Super yeah. Bowl commercial. And that's usually about people like, you know, some company like Budweiser is showing yeah. a bunch of frontline workers and people unloading critical supplies at a hurricane site. And it's going to be like, hey, look at how important yeah, these, and you know, these things bring us all we've together. We've had so much gun violence. Yeah. Um, we've had so much police violence and of course we're right in the wake of the murder of Tyree Nichols it would be a little quick for something to be turned around that's specific to that murder but um it's also Super Bowl. They'll try to play it both. It'll be about bringing us together and yeah. about anti-division. Because how can anybody be anti-division? Or, you right. know, how can anybody be, like, like, against coming together? And it's like... Or, like, cops saying that Black Lives ever, Matter or yeah, something. Yeah, but nobody... And that's not going to happen. Like, nobody's ever going to come out and say anything specific. Because they're all just trying to sell fucking soda. Yeah. And Doritos. And honestly... Like, let's not... Yeah, I, I hate the serious ones. Not because I don't think that... I actually think ads can be powerful messages for for things like that, but it's so cynical in this context. Um, okay, and then serialized ads. That was another one that was really big for a while. Um, ads that would kind of like unfold throughout various yeah. commercial breaks or storylines, but those went away very they, much last year. They did. I would say look for um, uh, Bush beer to be very serialized this year i'm seeing a lot of like quick 15 second ads where that like sort of a continuing storyline okay um and uh i think that's what we'll be looking for unless you can think of anything else to add to it which if something here's what i would say we have a kind of a rough template here of what we'll use uh we'll keep an eye out for which of these kind of maybe categories actually work and we'll also keep an ear out for is there something that's just like 
wow, the theme this year was like every ad had dolphins in it. So like yeah. best use of dolphins. You yeah. Know, for example. And worst use. And dolphins. worst use of dolphins. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words they're saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Last week on the show, we were talking about commercials where the marketers were playing around with swear words or near swear words like Kmart's famous, I shipped my pants right. commercial and whatnot. And we played one from um, the UK. It was a Burger King commercial. I don't think I'm going to play it again here. But basically, the play on words was that um, these British guys, I'm sorry, these British blokes, what was I thinking there? Um, we're talking to each other about how tasty this uh, Burger King burger is. But instead of saying, and I'll just swear here, fucking tasty, they were saying king tasty. Oh, this is king tasty, right? Yeah. And uh, we speculated that maybe that was sort of a dialect thing that... Did we? Because I just thought it was awkward and weird. No, I said I thought maybe mm. that it was sort of a, a, a common thing in, in a particular you know, British dialect to just swallow the first syllable. Yeah, of that I guess word. I could see that. Well, Paul in the UK, who's always trying to suck up to you, Genevieve, says just a quick note to confirm that it's not entirely unknown in the UK for the word fucking to be abbreviated as king or even kin. Wow. Though, to be honest, I think it was more common about 10 to 20 years ago. And I think that was an older ad. Actually, it was. I don't played. know if it was that old, but yeah. Probably at least 10, if I recall. Yeah, maybe. But anyway, Paul, thank you for letting us know that. I, I kind of had a feeling that it was... It was a recognizable idea or um, or joke to a local audience or a regional audience in a way that it didn't quite land for us. So thanks for confirming. A while back, we talked about commercials with mimes in them and often how like kind of upsetting mimes yeah. can be. And Remember we have a listener who was like harassed by mimes? Right. I think about that all the time. Like it's a, both a trope and apparently a real life thing that mimes will sort of like kind of flirt hard with their miming. There was a McDonald's commercial where yes. a mime was, I, I felt like not uh, respecting a woman's boundaries with his mimery. Um, and somebody wrote in, this is listener Alfie, who <laughs> sent us an email, mimes redeemed, question mark. Have you seen this eHarmony ad? I thought of your show on mimes as soon as I saw this. Now, this is an eHarmony ad, the dating site, of course, or the dating app. We um, see a couple of young women in a uh, very, hip modern looking um uh, like a salon i guess right yeah, getting their very, nails done very, or something like that. uh very cute i i can't tell what i think they are getting their nails done and they're talking to each other and then um they see a uh, a guy outside a um guy probably in his very early 20s um, and he starts sort of miming like he threw a lasso around a woman and he starts like pulling her closer. No, he's not fully like white face. No, mime. he's just he's dressed just in street clothes or whatever. Um, and then the woman sort of gets into it and she starts like acting like his rope really is pulling her in. And um, the, the two young women who are watching this unfold from, you know, inside the parlor looking out the window at first they seem to be turned off by it but then at the end and i got to explain it all because it's well yeah. miming um we see the young man and the woman embrace outside i yeah, think he pulls her into he pulls her in with the lasso and then they embrace so tell me if i have this right we're at first thinking that maybe this guy is like flirting with a stranger maybe acting 
weirdly inappropriate or something. But then by the end, it's our understanding that this is a couple kind of doing their thing out D- there. Doing a little bit. And these yeah. two women inside the salon sort of saw that, were turned off at first, but then kind of come around. Is I, that what happens that's here? That's my read on it, yeah. Yeah, his lock screen was his mom. Ew, <laughs> that is so awkward. <laughs> hey, you've got to see this. So the guy's miming. Wait. What is going on? Now they're both miming together. Now they're going to embrace. Do we love it? And then it says, get. Get with who gets you. Get with who gets. Yeah, why did I have such trouble reading that? My brain is broken. I like how, you know how last week you were talking about how you want to make an ad where no, somebody. It is a, if you don't mind me saying this, the reason my brain was broken, it says get oh, who gets get you. Get who gets you. Sorry. Get who gets you. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I, miss, I also misread it. Um, I guess get with is a little uh, lewd. For yeah, I guess maybe it ad. does imply that. I, that's interesting. I wonder if they change it because it, it seems like that's why my brain was broken. It sort of feel it felt like a word was missing. Like it should be get with who gets you, but it's get who gets you. But I like how you know how last week you were talking about how you imagine making an ad that opens with like a throwaway uh, punchline. Oh yeah, and that's very you hated much, mine. I can't remember what it was. I didn't really. It didn't speak to me. Sure, yeah. Uh, but I think this one does a great job of opening with a throwaway punchline where she says his lock screen was his mom. Boy, I'm now driving me bananas. What was mine? You wanted to say, uh, you know, your tin roof rust. That's right. My B52s joke. Joke, strong word. All right, uh, I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, and then we'll get out of here. Um, Airbnb has a bit of a history of somewhat creepy ads. We see people in like sort of like still images of them on vacation, and it's kind of cool that they're not all like they look. It has like, like found footage after a murder feel. Yeah, often. they're trying to go with found footage on your phone. Like, right. hey, look, these are a bunch of snapshots from but the vacation. It feels a little Blair Witchy. Yeah, they some of them do in this campaign. Now this one has similar pictures yeah only the soundtrack of this i mean i love the sound design of it like it it appeals to me from like an artistic standpoint right but for selling an airbnb it's so it's weird eerie. and creepy and my apologies um that i cut off the name of the person who sent this in i'll see if i can uh get a name here in a second but they wrote in to say have y'all seen this commercial it's so goddamn unsettling <laughs> it really has the feeling of one of those apple watch or OnStar commercials where someone has gotten into a bad accident so um yeah like uh is it Apple where it was showing them like maybe last football season like you see a car that's overturned in the woods somewhere like it drove off the road and like it's really quiet and creepy and then it calls emergency services yeah exactly I'm also kind of um, stumbling around here while I try to see who sent this. I feel like I've I've done a real disservice to our listener here. Uh, it's listener Brian, by the way. Thank you, Brian. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to play this commercial for you. The audio is of a telephone ringing, as if you're the person placing the phone call, but there's no other... Um, music is just stark. I mean, again, I love it if you're trying to scare me because it's legitimately scary. Yeah, what is it about a phone ringing into nothingness that's scary? And they also use... Like, Thanks a lot. Scream. At first, the every time the phone rings or then ends its ring, it'll go to black. And then eventually it's just replaced by more and more of kind of vacation photos of of young people having a good time splashing around yeah. in the waves. But it is so eerie with this It song. really feels like a vacation that ended in murder. Or a car wreck, maybe? 
there i'm gonna start this over not to be rude but i think that like hearing it just like in the clear and again it doesn't even go to another photo right away it goes you see a photo of a bunch of like 20 somethings enjoying their time on a boat you hear the ring and then when the ring ends it goes to black for a beat just pure black before you see the next photo Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. At the tone, please record your message. Then it shows you the Airbnb app and so how you can many, choose like a, a, a an island getaway. So many horror movies incorporate the use of like vacation footage, vacation pictures on a cell phone that everything everything's happy, everything's nice, everything's beautiful until... Uh, you know, the last shot, which is like, you know, something awful happened. Mm-hmm. Brian and says the photos they show feel like they're progressing towards, towards a serious tragedy. tragedy. I hate it. Sorry for being so serious, but oh, I'm really creeped out by this. It's I, it's hard to believe they didn't know that that was what they were like conjuring. And so I just don't know what their goal here is. And it's weird at the very end. It just says they lived. <laughs> you can sell. Well, thanks for prepping me, Veeves. I was way behind on catching up on what the um, buzz is around I don't this year's like the buzz. Super Bowl commercials. Maybe it's because I'm not on Twitter uh, anymore or or I'm just not consuming whatever media, wherever this is. But I felt like the Breaking Bad one that, stu- that I stumbled across on Instagram that Aaron Paul posted was like the first one I had seen that I was like, oh, I'm getting, this is like Super Bowl ad buzz. And like once I went to look for it, of course, they're out there. And of course, there are articles that say like the top 10 Super Bowl ads that we've seen drop so far. But like, it doesn't feel as buzzy as it sometimes has in years past. And I don't know if that's, because of my media consumption or because of like the world at large it's hard to say i'm a, I'm a sample of one me too. it feels the same way to me but again i'm not on twitter anymore that might have something to do with it um but also these things do sort of come in waves i think like yeah. the, like you know they're in, it's so internet driven now there's a time when like uh april fool's day was huge in internet culture and then that took a long time but that kind of died down Ugh, you know um even like i said like the kind of the flash mobbiness of the internet for a while now replaced by the tiktokiness um, um, so it could just be that, like, you know, this just is, a, is not a huge year for Super Bowl buzz, you know. Yeah. But anyway, we will post all of these teasers on the Facebook group. Just look for After These Messages Show or After These Messages Podcast on Facebook. You can find us there. Look for the YouTube page. I'll be um, uploading a whole bunch of retro commercials that I found in an old VHS tape from 1995 tonight. Uh, just look for After These Messages podcast specifically on YouTube. You can email us after these messages show at gmail.com or call our listener line 607 444 5597. That's 607-444-5597. Who are you rooting for in the Super Bowl, Vives? The teams that are playing are... All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Cooley, more flows, and Luda. What good is all your money if your style's still tasteless? I celebrate the fact that we've been...